1: Before I go into the sermon that I have prepared for today, I just want to make a few comments about some of the things that are taking place, particularly the racial situation that we are confronted with. You see, the issue of racism in our country remains a living reality at the very highest level which we cannot ignore especially on this Martin Luther King uh, day in spite of the progress that we have made over the years, at least since Martin Luther King uh, went on to be with the Lord with respect to the issue of racism statements have been made recently by the president of the United States, that the U.S. should not accept immigrants from Haiti and African countries, and to send back the people who were from um, El Salvador. And then he used a a term to to describe these uh, these countries, which we cannot. Um, Repeat here. It does use the word S as whole countries. And this ought to bring outrage and disgust from all Americans of goodwill, especially those who name the name of Jesus Christ. But outrage and disgust will not bring change. We have a responsibility to do what we can in order to ensure that we have a country that we can live in, that respects human life. We can do something by our votes in November of this year. In 1958, Dr. King said, and I quote, Along the way of life, Someone must have the sense enough and the morality enough to cut off the chain of hate. This can only be done by projecting the ethics of love to the center of our lives. Only the love of God can help us to conquer racism and the other ills that we have to confront in this society. We must live out our faith as believers that God created us in his own image and wants us to show love and respect to one another. Yes. Right. We cannot function like the rest of the society. We have been the called out group of God's people who are supposed to set an example. And we, I hope that all of you who name the name of Christ We'll seek to be loving and caring and kind and be supportive of one another so that we can have unity within the family. Let me move to the topic of today, which is making a first start in 2018. Making a first start in 2018. We are now 14 days into 2018. And I'm guessing that we have begun to settle in, and with the exception of writing the wrong date on our checks, 2018 seems very much like 2017. Last year, this time, some of you were saying, this year, things are going to be different. I'm going to change. I'm going to be a better spouse, a better person. I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to spend more time reading my Bible and talking to God in prayer. More time serving others. You know what they say about New Year's resolutions? They usually go in one year and out the other. (laughs) A new year gives us an opportunity to start afresh and To better ourselves. Come the end of January, we somehow forget our resolutions and go back to our old ways. Some of you who are a little older may remember a movie titled City Slickers. In the movie, Billy Crystal plays a radio advertising salesman going through a midlife midlife crisis. He and his friends deal with the humdrumness of life by participating in a cattle drive from New Mexico to Colorado, an experience that gave them a profound insight about life. At the end of the movie, as they prepare to return to New York and the familiar routine, Billy Crystal explains to one of his friends the concept of do-over. He said, do you remember when you used to play ball as a kid? Sometimes when you um, fouled out, when you messed things up, you would get a do-over. It was a second chance to swing at the ball. That's what is happening to you now, he said. You are getting a do-over. Something like that happens every January. We all collectively get a do-over, another chance to do it right. If 2017 was a tough year for you, cheer up. It's a brand new year, 2018. You can have a fresh start. All of us here have made numerous mistakes. We have experienced setbacks, failures, Sometimes we allow these mistakes and and failures uh, to enslave us to the point that we never fully enjoy the life that God has given us to enjoy while we're here. But the good news I bring this morning is that God says, I want you to have a fresh start in life. I want you to have a new beginning. I want to do something new in your life in 2018 what all of us need today is a fresh start a new beginning with God last year some of you said I'm going to grow in my relationship with Christ I'm going to pray more read my Bible more and get involved in my church Others said, I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ and join a church family. I'm going to spend more quality time with my family. And the list could go on and on. The fact is that all of us made some mistakes, some bad decisions that hindered us from doing the things that we wanted to do in 2017. But the good news, according to Isaiah Uh, chapter 43 18 and 19 but the Lord says do not cling to events of the past or dwell on what happened long ago watch for the new thing I'm going to do that's in the good news Bible The, the new international version says forget the familiar things do not dwell on the past see I'm doing a new thing. You see, God is saying to us that we should leave the past behind. It's, it's over. Uh, the, the book is closed on the past. We need to understand that God is far more interested in our future than He is in our past. The future is where we are going to spend the rest of our life. But let me put Isaiah 43. 18 and 19 in its context. Israel was being punished for their sins and and rebellion against God, and God wanted to give hope and encouragement to them. He wanted them to know that even though they were being punished, they were not forsaken. He wanted to give them a fresh start, a new beginning in life. Israel, no doubt, was discouraged because they thought that this was the end of their relationship with God. They felt that they had um, gone too far. They had sinned and rebelled against God to the point that they thought that he would never deliver them again from their enemies. And this is when they began to remember God's past deliverances. They could remember the past, but they couldn't see their future. And that is why God said, I'm doing a new thing. Maybe that is where you are today. You feel you have made uh, so many mistakes that God doesn't want to have anything to do with you anymore. But the good news is that God is saying it's not over. I have plans for your life. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 uh, tells us, I alone know the plans I have for you, plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster, plans to bring about the future you hope for. So the question then is, how can we make a fresh start? Now I've listed here four things that um, we need to do in order to make a fresh start. And the first is, stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. If I want a fresh start in life, I have to stop making excuses for my failures. I have to stop blaming other people. I have to stop seeing myself as a victim of my circumstances. Other people can hurt me, but the only person... Who can ruin my life is me. Nobody can ruin my life without my permission. I have a choice. I can choose how I'm going to respond to those hurts. I need to be honest and accept responsibility for my part in the problem. One of the reasons we often fail is that we don't listen to good advice when it is offered to us. And so listen to Solomon as he speaks in Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 22. He says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. And then in, verse, in chapter 20, verse 18, he says, plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without the advice of others. You see, we need to get all of the advice that we can, which is good. You see, get good advice from people that you know that you can trust. People who are in touch with heaven. People who have a track record of, um, of good judgment and good ideas. Now, why don't people listen to the advice of others? Because they think they don't need it. And that is called Pride. So when I think I know it all and can figure it all myself, then I'm setting myself up for failure. It's if I don't listen to the advice of others, if I don't listen to the advice of my spouse or my, sometimes my children and uh, parents and the other people around me, if I think I'll just do it my way, then I'll never get very far in life. And another reason for failure Is that we give up too soon Often during trying times We stop trying We give up If at first you don't succeed Welcome to the human race As Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 Tells us So don't get tired Of doing what is good Don't get discouraged And give up, for we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. You see, if at first you don't succeed, then you're normal. Very few people make it on the first try. Oftentimes we give up just when success is around the corner. Uh, We are never a failure until we give up. Sometimes we give up too soon. It's always too soon, in my estimation, to quit. The Bible says we need to stop making excuses, admit when it is our fault, and get on with our life. Now I've discovered that people who are very good at making excuses are rarely good at uh, anything else because they spend all of their energy thinking of reasons why they can't do what they are supposed to do but the second thing is to act in faith first, stop making excuses secondly, act in faith the Bible says that the key to changing anything is faith if you want to change your circumstance or circumstances it takes faith If you want to change anything in your life, it takes faith. In fact, in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 29, Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. And um, uh, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 21, 21 and 22, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt you will be able to do what I did to this tree and even more. You will be able to say to this mountain, go fall into the sea. And if you have faith, it will happen. If you believe, you will get anything you ask for in prayer. we tend to get out of life, what do we expect? What are you expecting in your life? Are you going to be the same? Or are you going to change and be what God wants you to be? You see, if you act in faith, then you will do something positive to ensure that you don't repeat the same mistakes over and over again. In order to start acting in faith, we have to stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Poor me, I'm such a victim Life is so unfair Of course life is unfair Whoever said it was fair You say, God never said that This is a sinful world And because of that Life is unfair And we're going to experience some difficult Situations in life People will be unkind and mean And do things to us that we never expected But we have to go on with life anyway we have to stop feeling sorry for ourselves, stop rehearsing the past, stop regretting the past, and get on with the present and the future. Amen. The more time we spend regretting our past, the more of our future is wasted. Some people will never act in faith because they have been paralyzed by the fear of past failures and mistakes. So what we need to do is to learn from the past, act in faith for the future, and look to God for guidance. So how do I get rid of fear of failure? Faith. See, faith is not so much the absence of fear as it is moving ahead in spite of your fear. Sometimes faith is doing the thing you fear most. But if you have faith, faith, if you're trusting in God, you can do far more than you can even imagine. Yes, sir. But the third thing that we need to do is change our thinking. Change your thinking. If I want a fresh start, I need to change the way I think. I need to change my mind about a number of things. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. You see, the way I think determines the way I feel. And the way I feel determines the way I act. If I want to change my actions, I need to change the way I think. And it will inevitably change the way I act. If I am acting in fearful, worried ways, it means that I'm thinking fearful, worried thoughts. So in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, the Apostle Paul puts it like this. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Which means that I need to refocus my mind. I need to stop thinking the old thoughts and give up the old uh, painful memories which prevent me from moving forward. So how do I do that? First, you confess to God. Your failure, and you ask him for his help. There's someone who might say to me, Well, I've confessed to God, but I still feel guilty. How do I get rid of a painful memory? Well, you don't get uh, rid of a painful memory by resisting it, but by replacing it. Not saying, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. You see, what I'm doing the whole time is thinking about it. All right. I need to stop focusing on what I don't want and start focusing on what I do want. I need to get my attention onto something else. Amen. So you change your thinking. You refocus your thoughts. So what is the best thing to focus on? God's word. In Psalm 1, 1 through 3, David says, Happy are those who reject the advice of evil people, who do not follow the example of sinners, or join those who have no use for God. Instead, they find joy in obeying the law of the Lord, and they study it day and night. They are like trees that grow beside a stream, that bear fruit at the right time. And whose leaves do not dry up. They succeed in everything they do. So the two things everybody wants in life is to be happy and to be successful. According to the psalmist, how do we become happy and successful? By meditating on God's Word. Amen. He speaks of it as God's law, the law yes. of the Lord, yes, that we um, engage with God's Word day and night. Okay. In other words, we meditate on God's Word. Breathe. We think about it over and over and what it means to us. Okay. As I fill my mind with God's Word, it begins to change my mind. Yes. I begin to see myself not as others see me, but as God sees me. Amen. And that's where the change takes place. Yes, that's the power to start over. Yes, sir. But the number four, trust God to help you. So you've seen, stop making excuses, act in faith, change your thinking, and trust God to help you. I must, trust, I must trust God to help me succeed. I must depend on him. I don't need to depend on myself. I've already proven that I can't do it on my own. That's why we have all failed. Some people just don't get it. They stumble and fall and then they get up and say, I'll just try harder. It's like going up to a wall and banging your head against it. And... The wall doesn't fall down. And you keep banging your head thinking maybe it will fall this time. You see, that's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. You see, if we keep doing the same thing, then we will keep getting the same result. We can't change who we are. Only God can do that. Success in the Christian life is not trying harder but living smarter, giving God control of our lives. Let him be the Lord and the master of our lives to direct us and to guide us. Zechariah 4 and verse 6, we read, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. You will not succeed by your own strength, Or by your own power. But by my spirit, says the Lord, all-powerful. You see, God specializes in new beginnings. We can have a fresh start with with a new life as we begin this new year of 2018. God says, I don't want you to turn over a new leaf. I want to give you a brand new life. Do you want a fresh start in life? Well, Do you want a new beginning? Yes, sir. It's your choice. Yes. And you can have a fresh start by stop making excuses, by acting in faith, by refocusing your thoughts, by trusting God to help you. You yes. see, so no matter who, who you may be, well, no matter where you may live, yes. no matter what you may have done, no matter what your situation may be, No matter who you may have to live with, no matter how old you may be, God's grace can meet you right where you are and give you a new beginning today. There is nothing like the grace of God. It can keep you calm in the midst of crisis. It can keep you hopeful in the midst of despair. It can keep you rejoicing in the midst of sorrow. It can keep you satisfied in the midst of hardship. It can lift you up when you're down. It can strengthen you when you're weak. It can help you when you're helpless. It can protect you when you are in danger. It can, it can help you no matter what situation you may find yourself in. And I'm so thankful today to know that whatever the future may hold for me in 2018, God's grace is sufficient. That no matter what trials I may have to encounter, this year, God's grace will be sufficient. It doesn't matter what sorrow I may have to face in 2018, God's grace will be sufficient. It doesn't matter what problems may come my way, God's grace will be sufficient. It doesn't matter what hard times I may encounter this year, God's grace will be sufficient. And however rough the road may be, God's grace will always be sufficient. For there is no problem which God cannot solve. There is no situation that God cannot change. There is no sorrow that God cannot comfort. There is no burden that God cannot lift. There is no crisis that God cannot handle. There is no fear that God cannot relieve. There is no hurt that God cannot heal. There is no storm that God cannot calm. And there is no sinner that God cannot forgive. And so we can say with the hymn writer, Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, Pilgrim in this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more, amen, praise the Lord.